This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Khaleesi. With me is Jonathan Barron. And before we get this started, let's just say J-E-T-T, Jet, Jet, Jet. Not just for the Jets, but for Jet Williams, who's just crushing it right now at AA. He got called up, like we said the other day. He's joining the Ponies for that Ponies playoff push that's about to get into action next week. Went two for four, scored three runs, reaching base on a double, single, and a hit-by-pitch. Played shortstop. John, I went right into that. I'm a little too fired up. How are you doing? I'm good. Honestly, I'm uh, I'm at my in-laws right now. So Vito and I were like, we got we to gotta start this episode off with a bang, right? Like, you know, this is a big night. Jet Williams makes his debut. They're both pumped. The Mets have a nice win on Tuesday. The Jets obviously do what they did on Monday. And obviously the J-E-T-T thing was the only way to start the episode. But I was like, man, it's, uh, it's 1133. I cannot be hooting and hollering right now in the in-laws. So I'm glad that you took care of that. I hope that you didn't wake anybody up. Um, you kind of no. took one for the team there. So that's it's much appreciated. So thank you for that. But yeah, why not jump right into it? Because Jet Williams just does what Jet Williams does. And, you know, he started this season with the, with the St. Lucie Mets and runs an OBP around 440, gets the promotion of Brooklyn, and it's like, okay, let's see what this guy does against a little better competition here. He's still only 19 years old. He's playing against guys that are like 22, 23. Does what he does. OPS over 1,000. And you're thinking, hmm, I just wonder what this kid could do if he was challenged with double A ball. And it's one game, of course. But it's just like, no matter what challenge the Mets have put in front of him all season, he has been equal to the task. And then some, like you say, going two for four, a double. He scored three runs on Tuesday night. And we've talked about this all year, Vito. He gets on base. He just causes havoc for the other team. And he keeps doing it, even at double A now. So, man, this this Rumble Ponies lineup, dude, it is, it's deep. Well, he was one of four Rumble Ponies to have a multi-hit game. Him, Drew Gilbert, Kevin Prada, and JT Schwartz. Drew Gilbert, who went two for two with an RBI and a walk. But like you said, man, Jet Williams is just on fire. And wrapping up the season this way makes it really exciting to just wonder where he's going to start the year next year. Because there's obviously a lot of options for that. There's a lot of options for that. And one thing we can definitely uh, you know, start to speculate about is where he's going to start the season on many of these top uh, prospect lists. Started the year not in the top 100. You know, a guy that was drafted out of high school in 2022, started the year very young. He's still very young. But, you know, we talked about this back at the trade deadline with guys like Marco Vargas and Ronald Hernandez and how these lists are made and a lot of the criteria that go into the decisions that are made the closer you are to the major leagues in some people's minds, the higher you're going to be. Jet Williams is, you know, without a doubt, a top 100 prospect. And we're already seeing people talk about him as a top 50 guy, a guy that plays all three positions up the middle shortstop second base center field people have been asking me about him recently i'm sure you've gotten the same he's really starting to catch on where is he going to play what kind of a player he is he can play he's going to play it doesn't matter where he plays he's a he's a premier athlete 
He could play anywhere on the diamond. What kind of player he is? He's a fantastic player. Don't let the five six height fool you. He has pop. He obviously draws a lot of walks. He's drawn over 100 walks this season. And nothing that the Mets have challenged him with this year has been too much for Jet Williams to handle. And I was just saying this. This Rumble Ponies lineup, and you mentioned the guys with multiple hits for the Ponies on Tuesday. Jet hitting second. Drew Gilbert, who's OPSing over 900 as a member of the Rumble Ponies, hitting third in that lineup. Then you have Kevin Parada. He hit cleanup on, on Tuesday for the Rumble Ponies. All three of those guys had multiple hits, including a double. Then you have JT Schwartz, who's had a fantastic season. Gives a little lefty look in that lineup. Rowdy Jordan, who's had a great year for himself, a switch hitter. Jose Peroza has come back, rejoined the Rumble Ponies. And Luis Angel Acuna didn't even play in this game tonight. So one through nine, Ryland Thomas had a double tonight. We've talked a lot about him since his promotion to Binghamton. He's been fantastic between both levels he's played at this year, the 2022 draftee from USC. Rumble Ponies are deep, man. And it's kind of funny how, you know, earlier in the year, back in May, June, we started doing this podcast. There were some nights where they struggled offensively. You know, there were some nights where the bats were quiet. That's not the case anymore. You know, the pitching staff has become dynamite with a lot of the promotions, including Blade Tidwell, who pitched on Tuesday, including Christian Scott, including Tyler Stewart, who right now is injured. Uh, Dom Hamill has been there all year and been dominating. He's been one of the best pitchers in minor league baseball, by the way. I feel like we really haven't even delved deep enough into that. He's top 15 in a lot of categories across all minor league baseball. So he's been great. This bullpen is strong. And the Ponies, it's all come together at the perfect time for them. One more week until the playoffs. Unfortunately, my my boy over here won't be in the States for the playoffs. But don't worry, we'll still be talking about it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I am heartbroken I won't be here. Literally gone for the entire run of the play. The only way I could see a game is if um, is if the Ponies make the championship series and it goes all the way up until the last game. Like, it, it has to go every single game, and then I could get to the final game. Heartbreaking for somebody who's been following this team so hard all year. And, John, you're talking about the talent on that team? The Rumble Ponies basically became an all-star of Mets player development by the end of this season. It was just everybody double and below who just like earned their way up, made it to the Rumble Ponies, and it trickled down because the Cyclones also got so much better at the end of the season. But like we said the other night, unfortunately, just could not clinch a spot. Before we move on, just really quickly want to mention, John said how great the pitching rotation is. Blade Tidwell struck out his highest amount of batters in a double-A game with nine over five scoreless innings, only allowed three hits and no walks, struck out the side in the fifth. 
just an amazing performance by Blade Tidwell and just really exciting to see what this Pony's rotation is going to look like in the playoffs. It feels like the 2015 Mets. Yeah, Vito, for Blade, could be his final regular season start. We'll see what happens. Of course, the regular season wraps up on Sunday. If it is the final start he makes this regular season, his first year of pro ball, what a year it was for Blade Tidwell, who struck out 152 batters in 115 and two-thirds innings pitched. So he conquered uh, high A, conquers double A, and he finished the year strong with no runs allowed in three of his last four starts. Every time he faced some adversity, he bounced back very well, something we've talked a lot about right here on this podcast. So Blade, one of the many aces in this Rumble Ponies rotation. Vito, I remember we were talking. It was probably maybe July. And uh, you we know, talk a lot. I, we do. And I think one of us mentioned how, like, it was it was a tongue-in-cheek comment, too. Like, this Rumble Ponies team, and it was the rotation at the time, all the promotions had happened, and those guys had been reunited with the Ponies. They joined forces there with Dom Hamill, Luis Moreno. How, you know, Mets fans could look back in five years, ten years, about all the talent that was at AA at a time. And, like, you know, we might not have known it, but that was the start of something very special that was on its way to Queens. And now it's it's not a joke anymore, and it's not tongue-in-cheek. And we didn't say it as a joke. We didn't mean it as a joke because we follow this closely on a nightly basis. That's what we're here to do is bring you guys all the information, make you the smartest fans in your section like we've been talking since the future of Flushing launched. But this really is a very, very special Rumble Ponies team. Now, obviously, anything can happen in a best-of-three series. And the Somerset Patriots are a very good team. They play in a very nice ballpark. And it's going to be a great series. But this Rumble Ponies team, it's must-watch for any Mets fans. This, you know, The games will be televised either online or through cable. You'll have ways to watch. And we highly advise you guys to make sure you can watch because it's coming. The future is coming. There's already a lot at the Major League level. We'll talk a little bit about some of the guys we've talked about here on the podcast throughout the season helping the Mets. But, man, it is it's just awesome to see. It really is, and I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I know you are as well to watch the Rumble Ponies in the postseason. John, if five years from now I'm not at the gym on a rainy Tuesday morning watching some SNY documentary on mute about the 2023 Rumble Ponies, I'm living in an alternate universe because I see no world where that doesn't happen right now. I see myself looking up in between the bench, seeing just interviews with Dom Hamill talking about how exciting it was to be on that Rumble Ponies team. I'm calling it right now. Now, let's move on because we have a lot. We don't have too much baseball left to talk about, but we are going to have a quick talk about the Jets before this podcast is over, and that's going to be our replacement of our food talk. There won't be food talk tonight. We'll talk about the Jets instead. But quickly talk about the Syracuse Mets, who lost 10-2 to the Wooster Red Sox. Wooster, a place that just doesn't understand how spelling really works when you really think about it. There's no reason those words, com- those letters combined should make that word. But anyway, Joe Swazi, two for three with a walk. Brandon McElwain got on base with a walk. And Danny Mendick, two for three with two walks. So walk it out, walk it out, walk it out. So, yeah, like you mentioned, that was the deal for the Syracuse Mets on Tuesday. But there were two former Syracuse Mets on Tuesday that made a big impact for the Major League Mets. One of them. Ronnie Mauricio, who hit his first career major league home run. You knew it was coming soon. You waited to do it at home. So that was really awesome for Ronnie to have that big moment in front of the home fans. And Jose Buto, who pitched a gem for the Mets. And Buto has been really, really good. So let's talk about Mauricio first. 
the home run he hit 440 feet. So his first career hit the absolutely frozen rope he hit over the head of Teoscar Hernandez a couple Fridays ago. The hardest hit, first major league hit by any player in the StatCast era. And this home run, one of the longest first career home runs by a Met in the StatCast era. Put one up to the dogs in the coat corner in right field. So Ronnie, what more can you say about him? He's hitting over 300, 306, the on-base percentage, 342. Um, really not striking out much, only eight strikeouts and 38 plate appearances. Four for four in stolen base attempts, turning double plays, showing off incredible arm strength at second base, something that we haven't really talked about a lot, but Mets got a big double play in the eighth inning on Tuesday, and Ronnie turned it, and he really, really threw a bullet over to first base. So that stood out to me. He's just been fantastic. Then you want to talk about Jose Buto, who had a great start against a really, really good Diamondbacks lineup on Tuesday. Obviously, the Diamondbacks in contention for one of those National League wildcard spots. Buto generated 17 swings and misses in only five innings of work, and 13 of those, Vito, came on the changeup. 13 whiffs against 20 swings against the changeup. There are only three pitchers with more whiffs with a changeup in a single start this season. One of them is Tyler Anderson, who the Angels gave a pretty big contract to in the offseason. Another one is Lucas Giolito, who's been one of the premier pitchers in baseball for a few years now, has a, a no-hitter under his belt. And the other one is Shane McClanahan, who unfortunately underwent Tommy John surgery, but still a premier pitcher when healthy. Those are the only three guys that have had more whiffs with a changeup in a single outing all season than Jose Buto. And Buto has really been good for the Mets, you know, for some time now, he came up a few weeks ago, came out of the bullpen, was throwing 95, 96, 97. We noted that over his last three outings in the big leagues, he has a 3.86 ERA in 14 innings of work, has not allowed a home run, 18 strikeouts to just seven walks. So Jose Buto, Vito, is really solidifying himself as a guy that could play a role for the Mets next year. And it really seems to all have clicked in AAA Syracuse. And, you know, you and I talked about some of the good starts he's had, and that's all translating in the major league level right now. You know, we saw some people talking about Budo and how good he did on this appearance. And we got to be kind of cocky and confident and be like, hey, if you've been listening to Future Flushing podcast, he comes out, you would have known. You would have been locked in and known this is going to be a good, this is going to be a good appearance. We got good vibes coming out there right now. Just like Ronnie Mauricio. You know good vibes are coming out when Ronnie Mauricio's there because Ronnie Mauricio is all about the vibes, man. And it was just very exciting to see somebody come up through the system, get that first major league home run that they've been working their whole life towards. So just a really fun time to be a Mets fan. And now I feel like that's a perfect segue to talk about. Is it a fun time to be a New York Jets fan, John? Oh, Vito, it's almost midnight on the East Coast, and I had almost put it out of my mind. Here's the thing. I'm going to be honest how, with you. How? Wait, I haven't even asked you this yet. You were you were working the game. Mm -hmm. You were working the Mets game. Yeah. How did you react? So I saw the sack, and I saw him try to get up, and then I saw him kind of fall back down. And my, I said, he's hurt. Oh, oh wow. Oh, no, he's hurt. Then, you know, he goes into the tent and whatever. We don't need to recap all that happened. Honestly, Vito, you know, everyone calls me a machinist for pain or whatever the term is and, you know, negative and 
I mean, I think I'm very positive here on this podcast, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. I, 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 I'm, I got to be honest. Like, I'm not surprised. This is what I'm not going to tell you. I expected this to happen, but like, you know, I said this in a group chat oh. earlier. I remember '99 with Vinny. You know, Chad Pennington broke his wrist. I think it was, you know, uh, it was preseason 2003. After he has his great 2002 season, the Jets beat the Colts 41 nothing at home. The last home playoff game in Jet history, by the way, before I was bar mitzvahed. And then Brandon Short breaks Chad's wrist in preseason, and that season went up in flames before it ever started. You know, I've seen this before. It's come in different forms, but I've seen this before. And there was just a weird suspicion that I felt like this guy is not young. This is an injury that occurs to people that are a little bit older. Apparently, it's very common on the pickle, on the pickleball court. You know, you got a lot of seniors down. Like, it is. Yeah. Dude, it is. It's a huge thing. I... It's such a big thing in pickleball that I have a friend. I have a friend who tore their Achilles playing pickleball, specifically like running backward. And Allah, my fiance, when she heard Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles, she got to the bar a little late. She was like, oh, did he get it running? Don't you get an Achilles injury by running backward? Isn't like that the way you get it? Because she only associated it with the pickleball injury. But big pickleball injury. It is, and that's because, you know, it, it generally happens in older people because they're just more wear and tear on the Achilles, and over time... Oh, dude, this dude was, like, in his 20s. Who, who we knew who got oh, it. Well, I mean, still, it it can also happen at any time. That's the biggest thing, you know? Like, it, if it's going to go, it's going to go. So, I mean, look. Was I thinking Super Bowl? If you listen to this podcast, if you've heard us chatter chatter about the Jets... You know that I was just thinking, let's get to the playoffs. I'll take that. That's true. Could he, I'm the one who kept screaming Super Bowl. But here's the thing. Like, Brees Hall looked incredible on Monday night. That was one question that needed he to be answered. He hit 20. He hit almost 21 miles per hour. That was a question that needed to be answered. Can Brees Hall be relied upon? Because if the answer is yes, then, you know, then it's a, it's a different calculus. Um, you know, look. You guys said this in the group chat with Mark and James. We all want to be positive. We all want to have things to look forward to. I'm, I'm with you there, right? I'm with you 100% wholeheartedly. At the same time, the worst thing you could be is mediocre. And my biggest fear is that, you know, the Jets go 9-8, and eight, similar to last year, although they didn't win nine games, but not bad enough to secure a top-end pick. And, um, you know, the Jets have not had a franchise quarterback in my entire lifetime. I'm 32 years old now. Chad Pennington, probably the closest thing to it. Yeah. Even if Aaron Rodgers stayed healthy, even if he played two years for the Jets and gave him a great two years, you still were not going to have that franchise quarterback. When the day came, when Aaron Rodgers hung him up, you were still going to be in a situation where you were back to square one. You're back to, you know, the, I mean, not him literally, but the Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the world. Guys like that, where you're kind of just plugging it in. You're trying to find quarterbacks on the open market. We all know that quarterbacks are found in the NFL draft. And yeah, like there are guys that are, are found. You don't need a 1-1 to find a franchise quarterback. But the Jets have drafted pretty high in recent years, taking chances on, on franchise quarterbacks, and they haven't worked out. So, look, it's awful. I hope that Zach Wilson, with more reps, with more tools around him, can harness that. I think the Jets have to be creative. 
you know, they're going to have to run wildcat offenses. They're going to have to have him use his legs and just, you know, a lot of misdirection. Use Brees Hall. Use Dalvin Cook. You've got a great one-two punch in the backfield. Keep defenses on their toes and open up one part of the offense, the run game, with the passing game and vice versa. And, um, you know, I do know that Joe Douglas has done a great job building this team from the ground up because, you know, a quarterback is not the only part of a football team that you need to win. You need a lot of other pieces. And when he came in, there were not a lot of pieces there whatsoever. And, you know, a lot of the talent that's there has been put into place by Joe Douglas. And I know that they're not going to let this talent pool, you know, go by the wayside. So I'm like a 5.8 out of 10 when it comes to confidence. That's, that's where I'm at. It's not high. John, was this the first time you got to let all that out? Yeah, I, you know, last night it happened and, you know, the punt return happens. You don't want to let that be ruined. And then I was, you know, not really thinking about it so much today during the day. So I I haven't really had a, a chance to just like sit and, and talk. Because that was a diatribe. That was you just, like you just you let a you let a lot of Jets talk out just now. I was just sitting here and listening. I like I didn't even there was not even much for me to jump in there and say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I wasn't no, trying no to diatribe. No, that, no, I'm not insulting you. I'm just saying, like, I think I think Mets fans can appreciate because most Mets fans, you know, you go Ets. You go Ets in football and you go Ets in baseball. The other sports, it doesn't really matter. You don't go, you don't, you're not necessarily a Nets fan. But I think a Mets fan will appreciate the way that you looked at that because that's that's the life of us all. That's how it is sometimes. But you know what, dude? I'm looking forward to this year. I'm very excited to watch Jets games. I'm very excited to pick out my jersey that I won at some point. And it's going to be a fun year. And me and you are going to go to a game this year. Probably for cheaper than it would have been. But, no, we'll see. I, Like I said, this 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 franchise is not going to let this cheaper year. cheaper than it would have been. This franchise is not going to let this season slip away. I think that – I think everyone knows that. And, uh, you know, look, they he, he ran four plays and they still beat the Bills who were – you know, them and the Jets were the favorites to win the AFC East going into the season. Uh, I guess Miami's pretty good also, and Miami had themselves quite a week one. But it's a long season. You know, it's crazy that NFL week one is over with. Before we know it, it's going to be week five, and that means it's October, and the baseball MLB playoffs are here, and those will be done before we know it. And, you know, you and I will be onto bigger and better content, releasing a lot of the great interviews we did during our trip to Port St. Lucie and recapping a lot of individual We're doing seasons. that now. We are doing that now, and if you haven't already, take a listen to the Ronald Hernandez interview that's now up on the Mets YouTube, also right here on this stream if you're listening to the audio version. Ronald Hernandez had a lot of great things to say, and he is a big part of what the Mets are building towards. Him, Marco Vargas, they come over in the David Robertson deal together. Just two of the many great building blocks the Mets have down to the player development system, and uh, Ronald was great, so definitely take a listen to that. And there's a lot more that came from. We're very excited to share that with all you great listeners out there. And if you see a Jets bracelet somewhere, uh, just pick it up for us. Hand it to us when you can sometime because we need to get Ronald Hernandez a Jets bracelet. He talked about it in his interview. He had a Dolphins bracelet on. He's waiting for that Jets one. So if you get if you see a Jets bracelet, just give it to Vito and John. We'll get it to Ronald Hernandez. And we'll see you all in the future. Have a good evening. Go Ponies. Go Syracuse Mets. Go Jets. Go everyone. Enjoy the music. Bye now.